Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the CarCast. This is episode 68, the last of the 2018-19 regular season. I'm Owen Newkirk, driving shot, uh, not driving shotgun, that would be a real problem, driving in the actual pilot's chair, although swerving almost into the uh, shoulder, which I should be... Unnecessary play-by-play. Unnecessary play-by-play. But not factually incorrect. Uh, Unnecessary play-by-play and not necessarily true. Uh, that is a bold-faced lie. Not true. Not no. necessarily true, but it is true. Sean Shapiro, uh, once again endangering both of our lives, but here we are. Um, I, I, I do repeat myself. This car cast is a positive one for numerous things. Sean, please give me your phone as you drive. <laughs> we literally are going to hit something. Um, the good news is that the Stars won tonight after a really wretched performance against the Blackhawks in Chicago last night mm-hmm. and they beat the Minnesota Wild three to nothing we're going to shorten our game recap tonight that we normally do because I would like Sean and I I haven't talked about it with my co-host here I'd like to do a little playoff uh, game by game preview okay of, of the eight matchups yeah. in each of the of the conferences the eight yeah. you know four in each conference eight teams each 16 total okay. but before we do that the stars came out tonight Sean and did not play well. The first, I mean, this is a typical Dallas Stars first period. About the 10-minute mark or so, they started to lock things down and they got better. But there was some wide-open sloppiness that really isn't part of their game early on. Minnesota had some on-man rushes. So did the Stars. It just wasn't pretty at the beginning. Yeah, um, but other than that, really, it was a pretty good overall game for Dallas. I mean, they dominated the game. After the after, after the ten or fifteen after the minute first mark, ten minutes, yeah, they were by far the best. Yes. yes, but I didn't like their start. And Jim Montgomery said this lately: "Hey, we're a great defensive team, great goaltending. The power play's coming around. It, what do you need to work on for your the, the playoffs?" He said, "Our starts." And he's not talking about the first few minutes. Remember, in the homestand, the Stars gave up goals in the first minute yeah. or minute and a half a bunch of times. And the starts have been... We, the starts, He's talking about the first 20 minutes. First 15, seven, first 15, 17, 20 minutes, whatever, have been an issue throughout this whole season right. for Dallas. And that's the one thing that starts... If they can clean that up and start getting better first periods, yes. they're going to be a tough... I mean, they're already a tough team. Yes. So we go to the second period, and there's some chances on both sides, but mostly in the starts. Alex Stalock, the first two periods, Sean, was brilliant. I, I like watching Alex Daylock play. It's just now it's it's he's a bit crazy. Um, as a uh, Would you call him technically unrefined. Yes, his for him his. Uh, boy, we got a party bus. That's uh, we're gonna try and zoom by. There. Can't tell if there's anyone actually in the party yeah. bus. Yeah, but a bus nonetheless. Yeah. Um, he is he's a battler like Hudobin, but um, unlike. Dobin, who kind of stays within the confines of his crease, Stalock is all over the place. He likes to venture. He likes to venture. Um, he's making poke check. He made a poke check. I think it was on Radulov below the goal line yep. at one point. Um, he is, uh, as a... Uh, Do you like uh, Bishop uh, had that one-handed sweep slap in the first period? I love the stick sweep. Where, But it was behind the net. Yeah. Puck okay, came I'm, over I'm fine with that. And yeah. he was yeah. going to go play it, and then he thought otherwise, and then it trickled toward him, and he just goes whack yeah. with one hand. Oh, no, yeah. I like that move. Yes, yes. Um, 
Staylock was, but Stay, I, I was joking with someone where if the Minnesota Wild wanted to be a more entertaining hockey team, they would just have Alex Staylock play every game because he brings a level of what the heck is going to happen next. Which I actually feel the same way when Devin Dubnik ventures out to play the puck. Yes. Because in his crease, he's very sound. Yes. And very good. But when he goes to play, he makes a lot of bonehead mistakes. Yes. He, we didn't see him tonight, though. So, 40 minutes in. The one thing, Sean, I thought of. Real quick. Uh, oh, okay. Minnesota technically scores first. They did. They End did. of the second puck, puck, period. Puck goes in. Uh, Greg Very Patter, late. Greg pa- 18 seconds left in the second period. Um, Greg Patteron takes a shot that I believe kicked off Essel and Dell. Went through a screen, did yeah. not hit any wild players. Yeah. And uh, would have been one nothing Minnesota, but the Stars uh, challenge and win their challenge. And, uh, and first, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. First offside challenge of the year, actually, for Dallas. You know what the funny thing is, Sean, is that the Stars have see that's you tweeted this out earlier tonight the the numbers and you typed i had a typo because you said one and oh in interference i think you meant one and oh in offsides yes because i read that and went man six challenges five for offside i said i couldn't remember another offside no no it was it was a it was a typo okay but anyway um the offside challenge was instituted for these type of blatant ones not the minuscule feather you know razor thin toe tapping yeah these where it's like a two-foot yeah. noticeable, like the linesman just blew the call. There are the ones where they're really marginal. You feel like, oh, geez, that really shouldn't even be disallowed, right? Yeah. It's against the spirit of things. This one, nobody's going to have any complaints about. Correct. No. Um, so that's a bit, But it's a big turnaround for the Stars because they go down one to nothing going into the third period. I still think they come back and win this game, but Minnesota yeah. uh, maybe gets a lift from that goal. Maybe. Um, then in the third period... Power play breaks through. Uh, Tyler Sagan with the uh, off the feed from Radulov on the power play. That Sagan scores again um, on a play that would have been a uh, would have, stars would have been going on the power play. Yeah, Jamie Ben gets knocked hauled down to yeah. the point. Um, then Jamie Lexak takes a shot that Sagan kind of collects the rebound or the pass or whatever and puts it in. Um, and then um, three nothing. The other Tyler Tyler Bitlick scores. On a very finishing off a very nice play by Ropa Hints, another one where the Stars would have drawn a penalty, actually. Yeah, actually, because um, um, Hints drives the net, draws a penalty, Pitlick knocks in the rebound. The Wild challenge this for goalie interference. And it's a it, why not challenge. It's no, it's no challenge, or not accepted, challenge, good goal, Yeah, not overturned is yeah. where I was going with that. Then Ben Bishop, closed, ben Bishop closes out a pretty good return. Um with his seventh shutout of the season. I want to ask you about that, Sean. Yeah. So Bishop plays tonight, and Jim Montgomery afterwards says, yeah, it was good that he got a chance to play yeah. just to, to know where he's at. Yeah. I agree. It's good that he played. The thing that to me that I think is the most important is not him making saves. It's his puck handling. Correct. Ben Bishop is a phenomenal puck handler. Yeah. As much for his decision-making as his technical ability – in the first period, there were some speed bumps, some hiccups, and I think that just comes from lack of repetition in game mode, just like with skaters who need to get their hands back and their timing after a long layoff. Do you think, I mean, is that as important as him feeling the puck for a save? I think so. Or yeah, more I, so. I think so. That's the big thing. Um, for me, that was kind of the biggest thing. That was the biggest reason I would have played him tonight, actually, is because We've seen how well he comes back from injury. Now, it's not something you want to be good at coming back from injury because that means you get hurt quite often. But when he does come back, he's not like a guy who needs a game or two to get going when it comes to stopping pucks. Right. It's more so just getting in that rhythm, um, 
distributing and helping guys out on his end. So um, I thought it was you got that out of the way now, and he's gonna. I, mean, I don't know if he's. I, I saw so in his last 15 games of the year, he had six shutouts. Since Which the, is insane. That's since, almost a half of his last since, starts. Since the All-Star break, where he was snubbed, actually. He should have been in the All-Star game. It, by the way, crime of the century. Yeah. Should have been in the almost All-Star game. Almost as bad as Anton Hudobin having a sub-500 record for the season. Yeah. Should have been in the All-Star game. Since the All-Star game, Bishop 11-3 with a 9.62 save percentage. So that leads us to a question that we're going to have asked, yes. so let's just answer okay. it. Ben Bishop is going to be a Vezina finalist, correct? Ooh, nice lane drifting change, no blinker. I'm not sure if that. Do you think that was the uh, the you're drifting and it's the oh, oh crap! I should just go go all the way yeah, with it because, because they're he's getting now back, back with the turn signal <laughs> on. Come on, man! So this guy in a Chrysler 300, 300, yeah, 300 uh, something edition. By the way, it's a new purchase, uh, yeah. not necessarily a new car, but but they have the new paper tag, yeah. tag so they've got it recently, buying it used. Drifts from the right lane into our lane without a turn signal, and then almost immediately tur- puts his right turn signal on and gets back in the right. That is spectacularly subpar driving. Yes. All right. So anyway, back to Bishop. You know, it wouldn't be a car cast if we didn't have some commentary on the traffic. On the cars, cars right? Yeah. Um, so Bishop's going to be a finalist for the the Vezina. I don't think that's in doubt. Yeah. Will he win it? And who are the other two? Well, who's the other one? Because it's Vasilevsky and Bishop, right? Yeah. And, who's and, the third? Yeah, so really, the, the award comes down to Vasilevsky and Bishop, because you're going to have one school of thought where... Like, does it even matter who the third is? It doesn't really. So, like, like, so, like, okay. like for, me, for, me, for me, who should be third should be Darcy Kemper. Well, yeah, I mean, or That's, do you think Bennington deserves a, a nod? Uh, Kemper had a great, sec, uh, great season with Auntie Ronta struggling with injuries. Yeah, um, I think... Bennington is in your top five, but yes. I think Kemper deserves it because Kemper had more of what that about body. He has, he's second in the league with 37 wins, and yes. they got to the playoffs. He's had nine shutouts, too. Um, um, I'd be okay with that. But, okay, I'd be fine with that. But but this me, is, you're arguing me, who's yeah, not going to win we're the not, Yeah, we're arguing over – it comes down to its – and I wrote quite a bit about this this week. Um, you're arguing over – Bishop versus Vasilevsky. Who is going to win the best? And, you know, Sean, you've pointed this out to me, so I'll give you the credit of it, but I'll set you up. Bishop's justification for what's most important to him ironically actually hurts him in the Vezina argument with Vasilevsky. Yes. Uh, Bishop is is someone who has talked quite a bit to me about how the only stat that's important that he really cares about is wins. He goes into seasons with the goal. His goal when he goes into a season is... 30 wins and 60 games played. Now, it can be more, and I, I know someone will say, well, he wants to go win 500. No, the goal is at least 30 wins right. and at least 60 games. So that's what kind of, and that's kind of the benchmark he uses as the statistical goal for him. Now, and yeah. part of the reason why he says that is that if you win 30 games, you're probably getting your team to the playoffs. Exactly. And so he looks at wins as one of the most important stats. Now, that... Vasilevsky led the league in wins. He is, if you're looking at Bishop's criteria, Vasilevsky should be your Vesna winner by that statement. However, he has the most in the league. He has, he has the most in the league. However, if you look at advanced stats and you look at the high danger chances, you look at the goals saved above average, you look at all of those things. Things that You're not even talking about goals against the safe percentage. No, I'm talking about... Which yeah. he 
blows everybody yes. out of the but water. I'm talking about the advanced metrics. Um, the ones where actually Bishop doesn't really trust them. It's funny as the players. Him and I have talked about them quite a bit. Where and I he under there's a good reason why. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because they're they're not perfectly accurate because they're not tracked the same in every building. And yes. But uh, either either way, but it's just you think it's it's somewhat ironic where it's 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 a metric that while he doesn't believe in them, um, you look at those and he is far and above everyone else in the competition again once again. So he has been he has been the best goaltender in the NHL this year. The problem is he's only played forty five games. Now let me ask games. you this, Sean, because you mentioned the advanced analytics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In addition to goals against the yeah. save percentage, which his numbers yeah. are way better one than Vasilevsky. Finishes one point nine eight goals against average nine thirty four nine thirty four. And Vasilevsky's uh, at two forty. Yeah. Goals against right and a nine twenty. 925, 925. So a significantly better number on both. Mm -hmm. General managers vote for the Vezina. Yes. Do advanced analytics play much of a factor with GMs going with their vote? No, and it's it's more so you look at games played, and that's what's going to hurt Bishop, because GMs are also voting with a mindset of, these are the people who are acquiring certain people. Hey, Swervy McSwerverson. Sean has got to be alert as he... That was, that was someone else. No, it's a different guy. Yes. But once again, causing you a little distress. And me. Yes. Well, at least I'm not behind the wheel, so I'm trying to yes. ignore that. Um, but <laughs> One of those nights, folks. Yes. So GMs, it, it is a Saturday night, so... Yeah, there's usually more should, traffic than a, yeah. like a random Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so GMs are also voting with the mindset of... They're typically going with the mindset of durability because they think, okay, if I was to acquire this player, what would I be acquiring? They think about value that way as well. And you look at the history of the Vesna Trophy, I think the – I did the math on it. I believe it's 67.2 is the average games played for a okay. Vesna winner. Now, um, that is going down because going, of the position it's going, it's going down slightly, but even in the past couple of years – And Vasilevsky nowhere near that number. No, Vasile- 55 games. Vasilevsky also, is also low. However, but that is also a smart move by John Cooper because yes. he is trying to keep his number one ready for a grueling playoff charge, not to play 65 games. Exactly. In the well, and it's the same thing where it's these individual awards are fun to talk about, but it's the type of thing where it's also um, Anton Hudobin's play makes Ben Bishop reaching Vesna numbers unnecessary as far as games played. Um, which is better for the stars, but not, but doesn't help his individual sure. awards case. All right, we're going to get to the, the CarCast lightning round, and then we are going to zip over to our, we're going to finish tonight with a playoff okay. preview, which will inevitably be in front of your driveway, and we'll probably giggle at the end going, why are we still awake? Why wouldn't we stop this by now? Well, this is, I mean, this to be fair, this is the last CarCast for about, um, I have no idea when game three or four will be, but my guess is it'll be a, at least a week. I'm guessing it'll be. Uh, I'm guessing it'll, my. I, I I would guess Monday or Tuesday, that, uh, like a week from Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. I think so. That's my. So guess. we've got about eight nine days. Yeah. So. So th- let's lap it up. Yeah. It is a Sunday tomorrow. We can yeah. sleep in or try to anyway. Okay. So off to the lightning round, and we start with Jordan, who got the earliest one tonight, with only two games under. 36 belts, you're talking about Zuccarello, I, I gather, as a Dallas star, both in which he didn't finish. Can we count on him for a playoff run? Uh, I mean, from what, if he truly is 
I mean, the, the issue with Zuccarello, not even, it's not even an issue. The question with Zuccarello is not his play, because his two games he's played, he's been great. Um, he's been great. He's Dynamite. Brought, he's brought an element that this team really needs. Um, and just the question is, how, how, how healed is that wrist? And how healed is that arm? Um, and if that arm is as healed as it needs to be, and it really was precautionary, then I have no, I have no warning. I have no reason to be worried whatsoever. Um, you and I were talking about on the way down. I'm not worried about Zuccarello unless we get to Tuesday before Nashville, and he's not practicing. Him, I would save him Monday, right? He should be practicing Monday, Tuesday, wouldn't you think? Yeah, if he's but not, if, he, if yeah. he's definitely not a practice on Tuesday. Yeah. If he's not there Monday, I'm concerned. If he's not practicing with the team on Tuesday, then the alarm bells start to go off. Yeah, but until then, I'm not really that watch worried. Out. Yeah, watch bag out. Bag in the road. Yeah, it's just a bag. Yeah, well, it doesn't mean run over it. Yeah. Anyway, um, look, there's two things here. One is Zuccarello has had some horrendously bad luck with the Stars. Yes. The fact that he got yanked out of the game on Tuesday against the Flyers may just simply be for precautionary reasons. And two... Players play through a lot more things in playoff games than they do during the regular season. So when the Stars were up by four goals in the third period over the Flyers, they quickly realized we don't need to. If he's not, if something's, if you know, let's say he blocked a shot. I would like to see him never block a shot again, but that's not going to happen. They may have just said, okay, easy everybody, but I'm not ready to say I can or can't count on him yet. Uh, Billy writes in, when did the Stars stop giving out the Madonna Trophy? They still do. Okay. They didn't just announce it publicly, right? Like, did they not? Did they announce it on the ice after the game? I they think just, they, just did the Normandy Homes three stars, yeah, right? But, yeah, the Madonna Trophy still exists. It's just, it doesn't really... Um, okay, here's what the Madonna... The Madonna Trophy lives now at Farmer's Branch. Okay. It lives at the... Uh, what the heck was that? Was that a mattress? Uh, no, it looked like kind of like a piece it looked like, of foam. That's what I mean. Like, like a, a foam, yeah. It's kind of like the yeah. pieces of foam that you see roofers use when they're redoing shingles. Unfortunately, I have uh, hail damage experience as a homeowner. More on that later. Yeah, um, the... Yeah, tweet my story now that we're at a red light. Would you like me to uh, no, 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 you no, what no, the question yes. <laughs> the norm, No, the uh, the question By the way, folks, Sean just tweeted out his story, the 2020 in the Athletic, from his phone at the red light, so it is safe, it's safe during the car cast, and that's why he lost his train of thought. Yes. And, of course, the roofing foam pad. Yes, the roofing foam pad, actually, was more... So, uh, Madonna Trophy So, the Madonna Trophy is in Farmer's Branch. It's You can see it. It's um, right next to the Alumni Center and Alumni Locker Room they have there. Um, it's not presented anymore, per se, like in a, in a ceremony, but each year the star's leading scorer's name is put on it, and you can see it there. So, is it presented... I guess, technically, it's not presented, but it's still an award, and it's yep. still each... Each year, it's uh, given. It's it's uh, a player is honored with that title. Gallup August, Doctor Dash. Wow, what a dramatic regular season, wasn't it? What are your picks for some of the best games of the year? I'm personally partial to the October 13th one against the Ducks, where the Stars came back from a three nothing deficit. That was a fun one. The early season drubbing of the Jets was awesome. Yeah. I thought, Sean, one of the most important ones was the win over Winnipeg at home right before the break, mm-hmm. the bye week all-star combo, because the Stars go into that 10-game thing on a long losing streak, I think, where they lost three in a row, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. I might be wrong, but getting that win to have some good vibes going into the break and then what they were able to do from the all-star break coming out of it to the rest of the season, 
was basically why this team made the playoffs. Yeah, um, I would put that road trip. Uh, I would put the kind of the combo there of the road, the road wins in Winnipeg and Calgary. The seven-game road winning streak. Yeah, massive. I would put that up there. Um, they say they had a bad homestand when yeah. they were gonna. It was gonna solidify their playoff standing, mm-hmm. and then they went out and carried on the road winning streak. And just, I mean, that seven out of eight points on that Western Canada road trip was vital. Otherwise, we might be talking about another missed playoffs. Yes, yes, completely. Um, there, it's tough to, I mean, if we think about home games, that four nothing shutout win over Colorado, which was the Stars' big home victory during that, you know, early part of March, was was really, I mean, that really put them behind. The one nothing win over the Rangers was fun. How about the five-two win over the Blues in late February at home? That was kind of yeah. they, they they bounced that they then they followed that up with that awful game against Carolina. Yeah, that was a fun one for me. Um, some tough home games lost. That's just, you know you know what one game that sticks out to me is the weirdest and maybe the most fun was the. The Zuccarello game right after the game in Chicago. The Chicago game. Yeah, that was crazy. The Chicago game yeah. that included the shift where Fox scores on the breakaway while Dickinson is fighting. Um, How about the the overhead photo taken on that? That's such an amazing shot. It's yeah. just really cool. Yeah. That was a, a big one. Um, just kind of skimming through. Both of the Ducks games were crazy, I, right? I, th- I, think one of, home. I think one of the most notable things about this season for the Stars, when I think about it, is I can count on one hand the the count on one hand the number of games they didn't have a chance to win especially in the third period right they were out of the game like, by the third right like pittsburgh pittsburgh tampa tampa carolina at home carolina home the and chicago the chicago game just the other day. that's four that's four. i can't think of another one where yeah. they didn't at least have even look there were a couple games in vegas they were not good this year but they were still yes. in it there was there there, there were games where they may have been farther behind and playing well enough still had a chance or there was games where they weren't playing well but because of their goaltending they were still in it so that's the thing for me where I look at this team where of 82 games where there's only four where you're looking at like okay this is a pure loss yeah Uh, that to me is really telling Sean writes in when can we get rid of the shootout Columbus over New the Rangers St. Louis over Vancouver etc well overall shootout numbers are down they shouldn't still shouldn't be playing this large of a role at the end of the season. The thing is, Sean, is that it's not just the end of a season. It just gets amplified because yeah. of the fact that there are only a few games left and there's a lot on line. But these things add up throughout the year, too. Yeah. Um, the NHL has made a pretty big stance that they will not have ties anymore. Correct. How do you eliminate ties in regular season games without having a shootout. See, I'm, I'm a big in your mind. So I, I actually had an I got to give. Uh, I was talking to Taylor Baird from Defending Big D about this tonight, and she had an. We were talking, and there's an interesting had an interesting idea that I think could work. Um, first of all, I'm a big proponent of go to ten minutes of five, ten minutes of three on three. Oh yeah. Go to ten minutes of three on three. Yeah, you can't and, get enough of that. And I think you do ten minutes of three, and I think that would eliminate almost all of them. There and will then, still be shootouts, but it will be more and, then, and more rare. And then you know what? To make it more of that showdown, that at least having your best players decide the game, go to the IHF rule, and you can use repeat players. In the shootout. In the shootout. After how many rounds? Um, I would do it after three. So do three, and then you can go back to it. So yeah. it's like TJ Oshie every shot. Yes. 
well, I mean, it was an exciting one in the Olympics, wasn't it? Just, it's just, it's a terrible way to decide a team game. Even if it, yeah. the shootouts are fun to watch because they're dramatic, but they, I hate them as a deciding factor of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, there's still a, a, a fact, a fact of life in the NHL at this mm-hmm. point. Stefan writes in one that we've been talking about quite a bit. Could Spezza be a scratch in game one and Dowling in, or is that unreal, unrealistic to think? It's not unrealistic to think. Not at all. No. Um, now, I thought Spezza actually had some pretty good chances tonight. Um, but you look at the role that we're talking about. You're looking at that fourth-line center probably playing 10 to 12 minutes a night, if that. And there is, and Justin Dowling is a better option in his role as someone who can can maybe kill some penalties, will play defensively, will actually back-check. How much and, do you think speed of, of skating comes into play in that that, and that also comes into play too he's a faster skater and you also have the other fact is he kind of brings a similar element that Spezza brings offensively right now while Spezza that person just went through uh right turn only lane good thing I let them go it's just one of those nights Sean yeah um but yes I think it is a very real possibility that Justin Dowling um could still be is could be playing and Jason Spezza could be scratched um, or someone else could be scratched. But I think I there's a real that possibility too. that Dowling is in the lineup. I think that's a real chance. Um, we'll see what happens. My question, my thought is if Zuccarello's in, I think Dickinson stays in the top six for now. Yes. And so you have a line of Ben Hintz and Zuccarello, Dickinson, Sagan, Radulov. Yes. I think you go with Cogliano with Foxa and Como as your dynamite shutdown third line. And I think Yanmark and Bruce and I were talking about this in the postgame show. I think Yanmark and Pitlick are in for now. Mm-hmm. So that means the center position. And yeah. I think it's Dowling. And I think that there then lies the outliers of you have options if things don't go your way or if guys don't play well. You can go to Nachushkin, Spezza, Brett Ritchie. Yeah. You have those choices. You, you talk about timing of an illness being terrible. And oh, for Val. Yeah. Because A. It guaranteed he finished the season as the NHL's all-time record holder for no goals and penalty minutes in a season. Um, the, it also really makes it hard to you say you go into game one and and say you like okay we need to change things up for game two. It's a lot easier to pick the guy who played well in this game than to go to the guy who hasn't played in four four or five yeah. games. Like it just this illness timing for Nachushkin was just it's rough for his. Yeah, but you know what? The, I I believe Val will get playoff games at some point, but he will not be in game one. No. Um, Andrea writes in Sean solid picks for the tonight's three stars of the game. What or who determines who gets to make those picks each game, and when does Owen get to do it? Well, Andrea, first and foremost, I'm going to take this one, Sean. Okay. <laughs> because uh, I'll pat you on the back. I agree with your three stars. I thought that even though Bishop got the shutout, Stalock was fabulous. He should have been number two. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a rotation on Stars home games where there's five or six of us, members of the broadcast and media. Bruce and I do it. You do it. Matt DeFranks, Mark Stepneski, Mike Heike. What's that, six? That's six. Okay. So that's usually the six, yeah. right? And so we, it's on a rotating basis, so we get it once every six home games, which can stretch out for several weeks sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I inevitably always get awful games where it's like sh- overtime shootout. And You're not as bad as Heike. No, Heike's almost if, a guarantee. If, if, if Heike gets the three stars, you might as well plan on I don't it. believe in superstitions in that regard, but, yeah, it usually happens. Yeah. So, But I do believe in blaming Mike But Heike it's funny. <laughs> well, yes, I, obviously. <laughs> 
But it's funny, Sean, because in a lot of road cities, it's left somewhat anonymous or they'll say media or they'll say on the the sheet, you know, the TV crew. Mm-hmm. And you'll go, really? That's it? Those were the choices? Yeah. Um, or like if in Canada, it'll be uh, like I wrote our most recent one. It was uh, it'll just be sports now. Yeah, which is bogus. So anyway, that's your three stars knowledge. Ardell writes in at our 30 and 35 Bishop and Hudobin, mm-hmm. the best goalie tandem in the league right now. No Jennings, no Vezina, no problem. Is this Stars team poised for a dark horse run? Why not us? Uh, no, I mean, I don't uh, – I I have no problem with looking at Dallas as a dark horse team. I think lots of people are looking at it. Um, I think if you take a look at – I really want to give him – I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Name the team. No, 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 not on the team. It's someone on Twitter who does some really good work. Uh, Micah, he's ineffective uh, math oh, on Twitter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does he does really good work, and he's done a probability chart of the playoffs. And the Stars, I believe, actually were the, had the second best odds of reaching the Western Conference Finals. Which is wild. And really, a lot of that goes into how good the Stars' goaltending is because of how much value that is. Um, and so, yes, the Stars are a team that I could see them in the Western Conference Final. It wouldn't surprise me. Like, no. Like, if I take a look I think at, the West is wide open. Oh, the West is wide open. Um, I think everything runs through Tampa in the East. Yes. Nothing against... I mean, there are some great teams. Boston's right out there. And I, and I think Toronto could be... Uh, Toronto could be Boston. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, Sean, to me, there are two other teams that can... In the West, there is no tandem better than Bishop and Hudobin this not, season. No, no, no. In not. the East, there are two candidates... One is the Islanders with Leonard and Grice. Mm-hmm. They've been great, and they have a lower goals against total goals. Of, they're going to win the Jennings. Yeah. The other is Andre Vasilevsky and whoever they trot out as the backup. It's been Louis Domingue. For Domingue most for of, most of the year, he's been hurt. And now it's been uh, who has been the there? young guy. Yeah. What's his name? It's it's a funny. It, there's a lot of consonants in it. Yeah. But uh, my point is, is that Vasilevsky's been so good mm-hmm. that he and whoever they dress, even their emergency backup. Mm-hmm. is in contention for that. But I, I do think that it's Stars Islanders are the two tandems that are the two best in the league this year. Yeah, no, it's and, – and the other thing is you get to this time of year, tandems don't really matter as much anymore because you don't – No, getting, but it's a great backup. It's a, it's a great backup. It's a great thing to have. Because However – That's the one thing. The, other than maybe the Islanders, if any other team in the playoffs loses their starter, they're in deep trouble – Yes. More so uh, than the Stars and Islanders, one right? Thing, and one thing I like that the Stars are probably going to do that's going to work well just as far as Bishop going to the playoffs is I think they're going to really limit how much he even practices. I have a feeling that – so I have a feeling they're probably going to keep Landon Bow around. You don't think they're going to send him down to help? I think – Because th- he's the he was the Texas Stars starter for yeah. much of this year, and they have three games against the San Antonio Rampage. Are you going to give it to Jake Ottinger, who's played, what, two – Three played his third one tonight. Thir- three pro games. He's two zero and one now. Obviously, that's but um. Yeah, it's, it's a good no, but, start. But, but obviously, the most important thing you want the AHL team to make the playoffs. Yes, but the most important thing is getting your NHL team. And I think that there is a serious conversation going on right now about do we keep Landon Bow up to? Couldn't you have? I mean, look, just for argument's sake, Phil DeRosier up as a practice goalie, and is it because of Bow's size? And the, I mean, the prowess, what's the best for his development versus the NHL team? It's an interesting question. I actually asked Landon this. Okay. And I actually asked Landon this in Chicago yesterday. What did he say? 
He actually asked me to get back to him on Monday. He didn't know. He has to think about it? Like, he, I asked him. I said, hmm. like, I said, if you were given the choice of, if you were given the choice stay to... Stay here and be the practice third goalie. Stay here and be in the NHL and work with an NHL goalie coach every day and face NHL shooters every day. Yep. Or to play in the AHL and, and, and be the starter down Which there. Which he didn't get the chance last year because he, Mike McKenna yes, was so good. he didn't get the chance. What would you rather do? And he said, like, I actually don't know what my choice would be. See, I think for him, as much as working with Reese and Bishop and Hudobin and seeing a playoff run, mm-hmm. it's got to be to have a if, – if the Texas Stars make the playoffs, mm-hmm. which there's a chance they don't because they're right on the bubble. Yeah. It's If he's the starter, it's got to be that, right? Playoff games? Yeah. That intensity, is, he's never really had a chance to do that as a pro, has he? He was the backup. I mean, he's watched it, but to yeah. be in the middle, I just think that's huge, right? Look at Dickinson. Look at Hintz. Look at Lesperance. All benefited. All have improved their development with the Dallas Stars organization because of that run. Even Justin Dowling would not be here today without that playoff without run. Without that playoff year. run. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I just think from a star's perspective, I do see the value. It doesn't matter who it is. I see the value in having a, another goalie around. So, I agree. Don't. No, yeah, I think yeah, it's a great yeah. idea. I just the, my I'm we're just having question. two different conversations. Right, here, we're having right, a question. Yeah. Does it have to be Bo? Mm-hmm. And if so, is that best for his development? Yeah. So there again, and it can't be before. Before just to clarify, it cannot be Jake Ottinger. Just to clarify for all the listeners, because he's not on a pro contract. He's not, right? He's not on a pro um, contract. That's not entirely true. I don't know how they worked around this, but when I was in Glens Falls with the Adirondack Phantoms, the Flyers went through uh, injury problems at the goalie position, like similar to this year. Mm-hmm. Carter Hutton was on an ATO from the University of Massachusetts Lowell, the Riverhawks, playing with us on an ATO in the AHL. Mm-hmm. He was still in his senior season. He was, they were done playing, yeah. but he was still in college. Yeah. And so he could play with us for eight, uh, you know, as an ATO. He actually got called up to be a backup with the Flyers for a game, I think, on an ATO. There's a, there was, I mean, this was, in, so, okay, this was, so, okay, let me, let this me. was 20, 2009. From the way it's been explained to me, you probably, could, 09, 10. You, prob- you probably, no one would call you on it. But the league at some point might say, well, we could burn a year of his contract. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's, yeah. It's just, it's one of those. Now, the thing is, the difference was Hutton was not on an NHL contract at the time. That's what he was. He was a UFA. That's the difference. On an ATO with the AHL. That's the difference. Hutton is under contract. So that's the difference. Question is, it's a playoffs, though. Would it count the same? I don't know. Sounds like a Marchenko question, which we can find out on Monday. Yes. Um, okay, one more, and then we'll get to our playoff preview. Michael Gruber, do you think Zook and Dobby, Dobby will ever fulfill the prophecy and become my best friends? And then he has the gift of the guys from The Hangover. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Who's who in that? Um, well, I think Groobs is definitely uh, Alan. Okay. Zach Galifianakis' character, right? Mm-hmm. That, is that goes without saying? Yeah. Um, I think who, oh man, that's tough. Cause I think Hudobin could easily be Alan. I need to see this picture. I need to see. Okay. Well, you have Bradley Cooper. Oops. I hit the wrong button. Hold on. Darn it. What happened? There we go. You have Bradley Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. He's Phil. You have, um, Stu, Ed Helms. Ed Helms is quite musical. Yeah. And he pulls out a tooth in the first one, mm-hmm. right? 
Was it the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I think we so. We moved to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Groobs is... Maybe, maybe we give Hudobin... He's nuts. Yeah. Let's have him be Alan. Groobs, you get to be Ed Helms because of your musical side. And we'll have Zuccarello as the dashing, long-haired Phil. Yeah, yeah that works. All right. We've solved... Uh, will they fulfill the prophecy? I'm... I. I the eight ball says it's too cloudy to tell. That's a, such a, a punt, isn't it? You know what, Groobs? Friendship is a two-way street. You've got to go uh, put it out there yourself. All right. There you have it. <laughs> all right. Let's go to our playoff preview real quick here. Uh, Atlantic Division. We have all the matchups here. Yep. Tampa Bay Lightning against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who wins? Is it even? A, is it a contest? I will say this first about Columbus. I'm happy Columbus got in because I really wanted – I didn't want there to be the example of – said this exact thing on the post-game yeah, show. I didn't, I didn't want there to be the example of going for it and getting and trading first-round picks and getting burned and not getting anything. So many teams would go, you know what? So Look Columbus, what Columbus did yeah. and it backfired. Let's not do that. Yes. So um, I just don't see how – Okay, let me change my question for you. Is it a sweep? No, it's not a sweep. The Bolts are going to win this one. Yeah. Tampa Bay wins this. They're too good of a team. Bobrovsky can steal them, but he's had bad a history of bad performances in the playoffs. And this is the intriguing part, Sean, because there's almost no way that Tampa loses this matchup. But Columbus went all in because they've never in their franchise history gotten out of the first round. They've never won a playoff game. Playoff game, let alone a series. Wait, no, sorry. No, they, they, they did games. last year. Before they, last year, they, they had they had uh, the Caps yeah, on the brink. Yeah. Last year was the first year they won a playoff game. Before that, they. But never my point is, they've game. never gotten out of the first round. Yeah, it's not going to be this year. No, it would be a it would be the shock of the the playoffs, right? That would make everything wide open. It would. Um, the other one in the Atlantic is the Bruins with the home ice advantage over the Leafs. As a growing up a Bruins fan, I love watching Toronto lose to Boston, especially in crazy game sevens when it looks like you're going to lose and then you rally for late goals and win it. And yeah. absolutely, uh, as, <laughs> as, sorry, as you hear uh, Bruins commentators, Jack Edwards go, and the dagger stabbing in the heart. I mean, it's crazy Homer stuff, but it's funny because it's the Leafs. Yeah, um, I actually think the Bruins are going to, I would, I've actually picked the Bruins that series. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think Boston yeah. over, over yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a heck of a series. Yes. Uh, in the Metro, Caps, Hurricanes. I'm pulling for Carolina because it's a great story after a decade of without, without playoff hockey. They're a fun team, Sean. Uh, Peter Mrazek has all of a sudden found the game that we saw him play in the Calder Cup playoffs yeah. in 2014. Can they possibly beat the defending cup champs? They can, but I just think Washington will find another level. Um uh, the scary thing about the Caps this year is now they know what it takes to win a cup. Yes. And they have all the same pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one in the Metro. Arguably, to me, the best matchup of the first round is the Islanders hosting the Penguins. I think this is wide open. Yeah. it's. I think that's... It's going to be an interesting. It's such an interesting style clash. Too. Oh, it is because like it's, it's puck possession, transition hockey versus Barry Trotz's defend, defend, defend. Yeah, um, I I have a hard time picking against Barry Trotz. Like I just I I, I have a hard time picking against Sidney Crosby. No, it's too. No, I, it's yeah. too, it's very tough. Um, I think. Um, 
I might go the slight edge to the Islanders on that one. Look, they people have been picking against them all all year, and uh, we had this debate on the post game show tonight. We're talking about the Jack Adams. Bruce was basically saying that it should be John Cooper because they tied the the record for most wins. Mm-hmm. It's been a great year. I don't disagree with that, but I look through some of the teams that could be out there. And Barry Trotz deserves to be in that conversation because the Islanders, when they lost Tavares to free agency, everybody thought they were going to finish dead last in the Metro. Mm-hmm. And they almost won the Metro. I think that's a he's in that conversation. It still I, might be Cooper, but I would th- for me But I want to I, I wanna I say let's we've been picking against the Islanders all year, let's go for it. But the Penguins it, the question is, is Malkin back? Can he play? I haven't been following the Penguins in the last mm-hmm. week. If he, if if Genny Malkin can play in the series, they they're a tough out. Yeah. I I'm gonna go with the Islanders, so I just it's yep. a gut bit I'm of a gut you. feel. But All right, Central. Okay. Fred Stars. We've talked about it a little bit. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's a series that you Nashville's favorite, right? They sh- they're good. Nashville's. Oh, they they really won the central. But, but Nashville to me feels right for the taking right now, and we haven't seen them for a little bit now. Yeah. Right. The Stars Which and the Preds played a bunch in a row. Yeah, I haven't like I haven't seen them up in front front in person lately, but from what I've seen from afar, and you see, I think like there's their playoff atmospheres. Second to none. Yes, it is. That's um, going to be loud. But the Stars have dealt with that this year, Sean, and won mm-hmm. twice in Nashville. Yeah, I, I think. And I don't even think that I don't even think it's a question that Ben Bishop's the, the game one starter. Oh yeah. Right. Everyone said, "Well, hey, Hudobin's in their head." Center. No, 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 no. Ben Bishop is you your guy if he's healthy. You don't overthink this. Nope. This you is a simple one because this. of his ability to play the buck, and he's the best save percentage in the league. Yeah. He's going. Yeah. Um, okay. So. This this is a winnable series for the Stars. It is a winnable it series. It is very winnable, but they're going to have to put in the work, and the, yeah. the emotions are going to be so I'm, – I'm already excited when we're still a few days yeah. – what, or half a week away? Yeah, it's going to be fun. It it's going to be a fun series. You want to talk about a bloodbath. How about Blues-Jets? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually – I think the Blues are taking that one. I think – the, I think the Jets are a bit fragile. Now, Buffalo and Plain changes things. Jets are the higher seed yeah, here. Yeah. Buffalo and Plain would change things. Which means they get the home ice advantage. Yeah. But I think Buffalo's a big wild card yeah, in yeah. this, isn't it? But I think the blue. And the other wild card, too, is as great as Jordan Bennington, Jordan Bennington has been, there's a difference between playing at that level in the regular season. Oh, yeah. And playing at that level in the Now, playoffs. Matt Murray, mm-hmm. Cam Ward, uh, all the way back in 2006. We have seen rookie goalies storm through the playoffs. We have seen it. And, and get it done. And but then we use those examples, but then we forget the names of the ones that, <laughs> yes. that don't do anything. Yes. So it's, that's familiar. the other thing. Like right. it's. I agree with you. I and Look, Connor Hellebuck did not have a great year, but he really started to play well in the last mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Bufflin is the big difference in that because of his. he is so unique as far as his game and his physical prowess, um, that he can change the way that team plays. And and I'm always fearful that Patrick Laine is going to break out of his goal-scoring funk and the just blue, light the, it up. The Blues are the other team that Laine kills. He kills the Stars. He, oh, kills, he kills the Blues, too. Feasts on the Stars, except for this year. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to the Pacific. Flames at Avalanche. 
uh, Calgary. Um, the Flames, I'll tell you one thing. If Rantanen gets healthy, which he's close, yeah. watch out for the abs because Grubauer has finally played up to what his potential should be. The, the key, the because key, they did not get good goaltending for much of this year. We, we keep talking about goaltending, but the key for Calgary also becomes, I don't know who starts. I, I think Mike Smith probably gets game one, but British could you know easily be. Do you remember the Stars-Blues series where it was Kari Lettinen, Auntie Niemi, yeah. Jake Allen, and Brian Elliott? Before that series, I predicted successfully that you were going to go. It was going to go seven games, and you were going to see all four goalies in the series. I think you may see all four goalies in this series. Uh, yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because um, I mean, all it takes is one bad game for the coach to go. Going to go with the other guy. Yeah. Just one thing as far as not for the. I mean, it's British, right? It has to be to start game one. Probably. Right. I mean, He's been be, the better goalie of the could, two this could year. Could be Smith too. Um. Oh, it'd be interesting. Um, the one thing that Grubauer starts yeah, for me. The one interesting thing is, if just to be in Colorado shoes, think about this: how many other people? How, how rarely do you get you're prepping for playoff series, and on Tuesday night you could win the draft lottery? It's so crazy, like to be able to pick. I mean, it would, it would be Jack Hughes, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, is, yeah, is yeah. it going to be Jack Hughes? Yeah, it's going to be Jack Hughes, and then uh, number two is going to be uh, what? Capacaco, uh, I think is. Okay, so if you're Colorado. You already have uh, Alexander Kerfoot. You have Tyson Yost. And you might get Kale McCarr for game three of the series. Okay, so Kale McCarr from UMass. UMass. Right, that they drafted last year. Probably going to win the Hobie Baker. And who's the Russian kid prospect that's been hurt? Oh. That they have. I mean, we're talking not for this year. I'm talking for the future. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. What's that they his picked name? up. That was part of the trade for uh, Duchesne. Yeah. Right? They got Sam Girard in that. And. In that trade, imagine if they add Jack Hughes, already from the Rantanen draft, which was enormous for them. Mm-hmm. And they made a deal to get Grubauer to bolster behind Varlamov and, and secede him. Yeah. Joe Sackick is doing some really good things in Colorado right now. Yeah. Uh, watch out for them in the next few years. That's that's really positive for them. Uh, final series to talk about in the first round, Sean. Um Oh, you said you said Flames. I said Flames, yeah. I'm going to go upset Avs. Okay. Uh, they've been playing very well lately, and their top line is really tough when they're flying. Yeah. Um, Sharks and Golden Knights. Vegas scares me. They uh, scare me a lot. Vegas is the team to me that scares me. Now, the Sharks have a lot of weapons, but that's – I just have a hard time. Not only does Vegas scare me now, but there's also that history where – this is it's amazing. Amazing we're talking about a team in its second season that's got more playoff experience than most. It's insane. It's crazy. Yes, they have, uh, you know, Sean, in their franchise history, they have never not made the Stanley Cup exactly. final. Yeah. We'll see. I, I say it's not going to happen this year. It could because they are that deep. They're, uh, the addition of Mark Stone was enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, the summer addition of Paul Stastny balances out their group quite a bit. They're just a really well-rounded group right now. And if Marc-Andre Fleury is at his best, he's shown that he's not too old to to just be a playoff dynamo. I go, here's the thing. Does Eric Carlson play and is he near 100% or 80 or 90%? Because he can make a difference. The Sharks are a deep team. They are. No, they are. That's going to be a fun series. I still think I've got Vegas because – Everybody kept asking all, us throughout the last few weeks, who do the Stars want to play? Who do you want to see the Stars match up? I said, 
honestly, the only team that scares me in the West as far as a matchup is Vegas. Yeah. And Dallas has had three games this year that were not great against no. the Knights. No. So there you have it. We've gone through all the playoff matchups in the first round. I think it's going to be a heck of a, of a playoff run. It looks a lot of fun to me. Yeah, it's going to be uh... – uh, the schedule comes out at 9 a.m. for the first round, 9 a.m. Central tomorrow. I submit that I may not be awake for that. <laughs> you might set your alarm for it. I won't. Yeah. It's already 1240. We're still in your front of your house. We need to go home because we're dumb. But here we are. You know what? It's for the people because we make so much off of this car gas. Uh, no, no. But it is. It's for our listeners and for the fact that we can't stop talking. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's been fun. Um, just as a quick kind of, there's still at least two more car casts to come with, at least with, with, uh, game three and four in Dallas, hopefully more, ideally more. Um, Can I just add on a side note? I would love it if your soccer team could steal points off of Manchester city. Like, I don't want to add, I, I really don't want to root for Manchester United as a Liverpool fan. That's like being a Red Sox fan, which I also am, and cheering for the Yankees. It just isn't something you do. But Manchester City looks like they're not going to drop any points the rest of the. Of I have the to moment. do a. I have to do a lot of Manchester City hating over the next week. A lot. I've got a lot, and we three just of the next need, four. Liverpool needs them to just draw instead of win one game, and they might be able to pull it off. See, I so it's, and so I would. By the way, congrats on a new stadium open. Yes. That looks awesome. Yes, in, in London. Yes, North London. But right? think of yes. yes, but think about that. You have you're playing in. What's the name of the new one? Uh, it's just uh, Spurs Stadium or something. Uh, do they have a? It's just Spurs Stadium. There's no. They don't have a. There's I, no. Gym. I miss White Hart Lane just because yeah. of the name, right? Yeah. It I, it'll probably have a naming rights. More of those are doing that, but, yeah. um, you know, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my plea for <laughs> you to look. I, I was thrilled that Liverpool beat you guys in their last matchup on a last-minute own goal-ish sort of. Um, honestly, though, Sean, that probably saves their title challenge. Mm-hmm. A draw from that, and they fall, you know, yeah. three points behind City. Yeah. Now they're ahead by two, but City has the game in hand, and. Anyway, this is not the EPL car cast, but it can be. Could be. Um, By the way, if you want to submit us any uh, new ice cream suggestions, we're always willing. Yeah. Oh, that brings me up to tonight, and you know exactly <laughs> where I'm going with this. Thank you to Stephen Reserve, our buddy who runs 100 Degree Hockey, for trolling us tonight by letting us know via text that HEB Center, the home of the Texas Stars, was serving in their media room dessert mint chocolate chip ice cream tonight and he wanted to just turn the screw on you tonight sean yeah that's that's not fair that's we i did not get the desserts like this we didn't have ice cream i feel like i i mean look i'm not complaining we're in the nhl we have great meals yeah. whatever uh, they didn't have that when i was no there. I, they've upped their game and i'm jealous a little bit yeah but we'll see anyway Episode 68 of the CarCast. There will be a 69th and a 70th. We'll see if we get into 71 and beyond. That would require either game six of the first round or get to the second round. So, All right. That's it. What do you have? You want to sign off? Or? That's all I got. Let's, just, let's, let's, uh, let's have some more fun. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs>